10 years ago today. We witnessed an extraordinary horror in our city, as well as unequaled courage and heroism. So it was unimaginable. I could not believe what he saw and what had happened in our country. Next day, nobody came out in our city, Manhattan, and military personnel to move in. And they covered New York by air, water, and land. The response to 9-11 produced a brief period of uh, national unity. We began to talk to anybody we met and wanted to do something to help out. We focused on our human commonality and human common source rather than our differences. On that day, we learned the virtue of a community. We all came together as a community. And especially in our temple, hold a special workshop by Kim, since all of us came here with a fear. And we offered nine, 49 days uh, deliverance service for our innocent victims. What we learned from this, tomorrow is not guaranteed. It can happen to us. Thus, we have to live our day here and now as if the last day on earth. Make it meaningful contribution and make it beautiful each day. When we commemorate this 10th anniversary of 9-11, it provides us critical opportunity to make a choice, to make a choice to step forward, to choose hope and love instead of a retreat into fear. If we choose fear, it had happened it was very expensive, materially and emotionally. Think about you live with fear. Emotionally is unbearable. And how much did we spend? The response to 9-11 cost $3.3 trillion. So choosing fear is another way for spiritual practitioners. We must choose hope and love. So Tessan said, a person who has lost all hope is someone whose physical body is still alive, but whose mind is dead. For a person who has lost all hope, there's nothing that can be done for him until his mind becomes alive again. Therefore, the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas have set up the power of their vow to arouse great hope in all sentient beings 
and work hard without interruption throughout numerous lifetimes. So this is our commitment today. Make a choice to have a hope and love. Choosing to live with hope and love is very important, especially during difficult times and when we have a great hardship. So what were the root causes of 9-11? What have you learned from 9-11? We can make this 10th anniversary as a defining moment in our history to re reshape the way we interact, the way we live our lives, make a critical turning point in our lives and collectively in our world. We need to transform. First of all, we have to heal ourselves, heal our city, and heal our world. Healing can take place when we go deeper inside and see the larger picture. When we heal ourselves, we heal each other because the healing doesn't take place just alone. We have to forgive somebody who created that um, hurt or wound or um, harm. So in order to heal, we have to listen our heart and our mind, which is coming from this original source, Buddha nature. When we hurt others, when we harm others, at the same time, we are hurting ourselves. We are injuring ourselves. Why did 9-11 happen? What happened afterward? When we see their sermon or group of people use their twist interpretation of uh, Islamic religion to justify their horrible deed. There was not only attack on America, but at the same time, it's attack on Muslim, their religion too. Right after that, anyone who looked like them were attacked. According to a statistics today, 25% of Americans say they, are, they harbor negative feelings toward the Muslim because of 9-11. Think about it, four out, one out of four. So we, as a meditator, as a one Buddhist, as a practitioner, we have to become instrument to heal our broken world. There's a, just too much hatred and anger and negativity. And this hatred was uh, planted in human heart. If you look at the babies, they don't have hatred. Nobody was born with hatred, but they were trained to have this 
very destructive quality in human heart. Buddhists understand true nature of things as uh, impermanence. As a Buddha said in Diamond Sutra, I quote, all form, all that is a form is an elusive existence. When it is perceived that all form is a non-form, the true nature is recognized and called. So why we are killing each other based on illusion, based on delusion? We hate each other and hurt each other based on the form, this form. If you perceive that all form is a non-form, there is no attachment of I, my, me, mine over ego. So in Buddhist perspective, everything is in the process of a constant change. This changing reality helps us to mold and remold ourselves. So when we commemorate today, we remold ourselves to have uh, this quality in ourselves, always choose hope, love, and see things as they are instead of the way we want to see. So this constant change does not take place randomly, but has a deep and subtle pattern based on the principle of cause and effect, and the principle of law of causality. So whatever happening in our self, in our life, in our city, we have to think about the root causes of those incidents. We will be here on Earth temporarily, and our life is impermanent. Someone is dying at this moment. Therefore, healing must take place here and now, within ourselves, within our life, before it is too late. So it is critical to understand true reality, our existence and everything and everyone is uh, intransient. We have to end this fixed cycle of violence because it doesn't make anybody happy. Hate produces hate, and people keep saying, why do they hate us so much? And the other world keeps saying that too. You cannot clean blood with blood. You cannot eliminate violence with violence. As Albert Einstein said, a problem cannot be solved from the same level of awareness that created. So we have to have elevate today. We have to have a different level, higher level or deeper level of awareness that who we are and why we are on earth by cultivating our Buddha mind, Buddha nature, and we can transform in this way. After healing ourselves, healing our world, actually assisting the healing can take place by second perspective that transforming our collective worldview. 
What kind of world do we have? Constantly we are reminded of a dualistic worldview. If we see whole world in this way, us and them, us versus them, then always we try to find our enemies. Others or them are not them, that they are part of us. They are sharing same earth, same global society. The perspective of Western science is for only material world, which is random and meaningless. Sotesan said there will be an advancement of materialism in order to use this materialism in proper way we have to cultivate spiritual civilization accordingly. So we produce all the bombs, weapons, um, all those mass uh, destruction by scientific advancement. So this is a product of a materialism. When we focus on too much on materialism, it creates division between haves and have-nots. Materialism always divides people and divides groups and status. If you integrate spirituality with the material world, we can straighten our priority to use material products properly in a way not to harm others, but to help others and grow together to benefit everybody by this progress. Kwan Somavia, former chair of uh, Social Summit in 1995, said, the world does not lack the resources to abolish poverty. It only lacks the right priorities. So if you experience extreme poverty, with hopeless, what could they do? It's very easy to be persuaded to the extreme destruction. So when we look at our world, 9-11 reminds us that there is some responsibility as well as some relationship with this ex extreme poverty in the world. When we have a head of a state at the UN agreed upon to eradicate poverty 25% in 15 years. Today, 11 years gone, and poverty is growing throughout the world, not diminishing. So where are our political wills who really agreed to do that? The meaning of 9-11 awakened us to see we are part of a whole. We are living in an interdependent and interconnected uh, world that we have to rise up to do something about the suffering of other people in other world. Because the suffering, extreme poverty on the other side of the world affect us daily because of modern technology. 
When we engage in our troubled world, we need to participate actively in the task of finding new solutions. If you see whole world is a part of our home, our extended family, whatever happening is just something you can contribute to to change that direction. The globalization of uh, our society due to advancements of science and technology, the globalization of our finance, trade, communication, and transportation, as well as a globalization of our problem, including this poverty, widespread of poverty and environmental degradation, that provide that our Buddhist understanding of interdependency and interconnectedness is a vital and very relevant to make everyday choice here and now. In today's interdependent world, a specific problem of a particular place, such as North Korea or Middle East, becomes a global concern in our world. In order to participate in modern society, we must learn to understand ourselves from perspective of others. Instead of trying to teach all the time or try to teach others, try to be in a position of learning ourselves from others' perspective. We need to develop a greater and improve the relationship with the other people and other community and changing conflicted relationship into relations of care for the larger whole. It is possible to change our heart, human heart and human mind. It is difficult unless individual make that deep commitment, but it is possible to change and change perspective and perception of each other. So when we open our Buddha eye to see things as they are, to see the truth, the real challenge is helping us to remove the seed of hatred, anger, or terror, or injustice in human minds and heart, and plant a seed of peace and hope and justice in our world. So in order to change the, this second aspect, so spirituality needs to come back and dialogue with the science and reconcile science and spirituality and material and spiritual value, which brings awareness of a oneness of all we share in this universe. It is a very empowering uh, perception of our co-creating partners in the universe. And third, it's very important, asking every one of you that we are the ones we have been waiting for, as the Hopi elders have said. So you are the ones you have been waiting for. You cannot wait somebody else to solve your issues, your problems. The future of the whole world lies in our hands, our heart, and our minds. We cannot wait 
someone else to sort it out our issues and our problems we need to resolve. So if you are awakened in your original nature by looking at just the Buddha nature as symbolized here, that enlightened truth can be practiced in our daily life. The whole universe, not only the whole earth, is our home to take care of. If you have this kind of a perception of the whole world or whole universe, whole earth, our own house, and everyone who are sharing this earth are our extended family. If a member of your family are suffering, is suffering, it affects everyone. In this kind of mind, there is no conflict with someone who looks different than us, but we can embrace them and connect with the same life energy we share. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you, you want to see in the world. You become the change you want to see in your world. So we need to find courage within ourselves and become the son of spirituality to overcome this fear that has held us back. We can fulfill our higher purpose and higher goal in being here and now. Each and every one of us can offer service to greater transformation of this shift which can take place today. This is our purpose, our meaning of life, the reason we came to this earth, the reason we are living here. We have a responsibility to engage in our future, to participate in our future. 9-11 awakened everyone to reflect human life seriously. You never know what's going to happen to you. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So today, we are sensitive into two realities of our world. First reality is uh, diminishing power of political body, as you see all over, Egypt, Libya, Syria, all over, and growing expectation of a civil organization like NGOs will play a critical role in building peace and human development. Thus, your individual commitment and participation is critical to reshape our future together. We have an obligation, if we see our Buddha nature, if we know who we are, we have an obligation to ensure that every part of a community, every part of the world is respected. And its voice can be heard that human rights and public safety for all are upheld. So a key strength of a civic society in this new movement is its diversity. The fourth, the final, we have to create spiritual civilization.
Takamajor, the second Secretary General of the United Nations, said that 21st century will be a spiritual century, otherwise our humanity is doomed. We tried everything and we failed miserably. So 10 years, 11 years ago gone, are we making progress? We need to reject terror or violence or hatred in order to promote the peace with justice by finding ways and means to stop the vicious circle of violence and hatred between victim and victimized, between the oppressed and oppressor. So think about it. In Buddhist understanding, this is a vicious circle if we don't stop the chain here and now at the moment. In Buddhist tradition, we understand all the problems and challenges from perspective of a law of causality. In this regard, responding to violence with more violence is another way, only create a vicious cycle. So the principle of cause and effect remind us that what goes around comes around. So watch out when you send out in your thought, in your word you speak, and the action you take. The Buddhist way to commemorate this 10th anniversary is to remove greed, corporate greed, as well as individual greed or national greed, greed and hatred and anger before they turn into violence and revenge. So engaging in serious and respectable dialogue with other tradition, other people, other culture, other religion, and other civilizations, it's critical. When we see constant reproduction, constant cycle of uh, hatred, as Gandhi said, as eye for an eye leave the whole world blind. So we cannot deal violence with the violence. We have to come up with the water. Water is a symbolizer of a love, compassion, and spiritual quality, which can really cleanse blood and cleanse violence. So as we commemorate 10th anniversary today, let us become a spiritual person, cultivate spiritual self more diligently first in order to build spiritual century together to save not only ourselves, but our future generations and generations to come.